everybody. It's Friday, September 9th, and I am PT. Welcome to another PT broadcast brought to you by Crossroads Community Church in Lindale, Texas. I am joined with two of my buddies, incredible podcasting partners, Todd the Irishman Bergen. How are you doing, Todd? Rocking it. Loving life. Sweet. Steve the Bald Beauty, and he is beautiful. And Howard. And bald. Yes, he is definitely bald. I can see the shine from here. I can too. Can you see it at home, folks? (laughs) You should be able to. It's not the sun. He's letting his light shine. Yes. How y'all doing? (laughs) Yes. We'll let him get an word in edgewise. Yes. And Joanna. Joanna, she bailed on us. Yeah, she bailed on us. Yep, she sure did. She's, she sure did. Where where's she at? I don't know where she's at. I think I she's think on the Seattle. beautiful, beautiful things. Pacific Northwest. Uh, on the beach. Beach, yeah. With a bunch of women looking at pictures of half-naked men. Werewolves. Werewolves, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, definitely the werewolves. And vampires, too, right? And vampires. Yeah, vampires. And vampires, yeah. Twilight. But she's not here. So um, we're going to... We're going to suffer through this thing without her. That's I think we right. should ask her a few questions, though, and see if she answers. <laughs> okay, I'll call her. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> she won't answer, she but won't. I'll try to call her. That'd be funny. That would be funny. Yeah. But you know what? What? We should you do think, we think we should do that? We should do a I think out. we should do it right now. Hold on just a second. Yeah, how's your week been, dude? Todd? Mine? Yeah. Well, we went on vacation, but we didn't go on vacation. So it was kind of cool. We got this retreat for a week. We have it till Sunday over at the village. Yeah, in Flint, Texas. Oh, cool! Yeah, it was kind of cool. We just the villages, the villages. Yeah, oh, villages, the villages, villages. multiples. Anyways, so we kind of bounced back and forth. Silver Leaf Resort, is it? Probably not anymore. It's probably like Holiday Inn or something like that. Yeah, it is Holiday. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it is. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember seeing that ticket. Anyways, so we just kind of went there, used the hot tub, kind of went around, goofed off, stayed in the room. Cool. Yeah, chilled. I watched a bunch of HD. HGTV? Yeah, HGTV. <laughs> HDTV? HGTV. Home Gardens. HG, home home Gardens. Garden. Yeah. Because if it's HDTV, then it's high definition high television. Definition. And you get to watch uh, that yeah. here. Home, yeah. Yeah. We got the Home Garden. So, okay. Yeah, we watched everybody fix their houses up. Oh. Oh. That sounds. It was so fun. So relaxing. Uh, you had me at hot tub. I was the about to get in was, with you. Yeah. 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 So the first night we went to it, like there was a bunch of people, I mean, tons of people, and they were all screaming. And we were like, oh, Lord, have mercy. Oh, wow. But we went last night, and there was nobody there. All right. We had this whole big pool and hot tub to ourselves. Oh, nice. Nice. Very yeah. nice. Okay, so you, you went and, and experienced pure bliss watching HGTV wow. with your woman at the Villages. Yep. The, the Villages. Um, and, and, and what else happened? How's you said you didn't actually take a break? No. Cause we were here. I like yesterday. I planted the red potatoes and the uh, golden potatoes. So got that done. Wife did the lawn mowing. Oh, fun. Yeah. Yeah. I noticed how beautiful the yard, I looks. mean, beautiful that right. the yard looks, it's just amazing looking. Oh, wow. So well, with all this wonderful water and did you weed it? No, she weeded it. No. Well, it looks so good. It's because she gets right up against the building. I'm not that close. Oh. She's a better driver. I was wondering what happened to the to, to the metal out there. It's all, you know, jacked, jacked up. Jagged up. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's, a running into there's also it. a tree missing. Never trust. No. No. <laughs> One of the fruit trees got <laughs> it. <laughs> right never, no, never trust a woman on a, on a lawnmower. Just, yeah. Well, you can. 
just know that you might have some repairs. That's <laughs> all right. Oh, come on. That's not true. Women are oftentimes a lot better. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Um, okay, we're going to do this again. Yeah. We're going to do this okay. again. We're going to do this again. We're going to call Joanna. It's going to happen now. So, folks, hold on to your I thought you said seat. she was sleeping. It's all right. We're going to wake her up. She's going to be, hello. That's the best way to get her Let's on see if she's, I, it might not, still may not work. But I was trying. We're going to try it one more time. We're trying it one more time. It's not doing it. Mm. I thought what you you the it corn? Fixed. I did. I did have it see, fixed. What did I tell you, Steve? What did I tell beep, you? Beep, 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 beep. Hush. Here we, oh, 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 oh. Here we go. Hold on. I bet we get voicemail. I bet we do, too. She probably knows what we're doing. I think she's on to us, Steve. She might be. She's looking at her watch right now going, those are jerks. She is. How may I help you? Joanna Grace's assistant. Joanna Grace's assistant. Yes, can we get Joanna, please? Can we get Joanna, please? We have a we have an appointment. She she's on air. I, I actually don't I actually don't put in her schedule, but I'll go ahead and <laughs> in her schedule. Is she signing books right now? Is that what's going on or is she just getting her makeup on? Hi, Stephanie. Well, Stephanie, while Hi, we got Stephanie. you on the line, we'd just like to ask your political view on a few things. You might oh, no. Let's not do that. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What is going on right now? Well, we didn't We didn't want you to take a break without us, so we, right. we invited ourselves along <laughs> to your trip. Yep. Oh, well, thank you. Hi, guys. Hey, she, she's at the Pacific welcome. Northwest. Can you tell she's on vacation? I can tell. Yeah, I can totally tell. Totally tell. Can she's you just on vacation. Oh, surround yeah. sound? Y'all, I, I have to say, my my soul is very happy right now. Just saying. Your soul? Oh, uh, yes, soul? my soul. soul. My soul. I don't. I don't soul. understand. Happy. I don't understand. How so in the world can you be? You better bring your soul back with. How many yeah, that's them? what I'm saying. You better get your <laughs> better get your soul butt over here right now. That's right. <laughs> put that soul back on that plane and get your in the it's air. It's a soul plane. The soul plane. Soul plane. Oh, we beautiful. we missed the we missed the crap out of you is what this means. You realize that? It's oh, hard. thank you. Couldn't have done it without you. Yeah. yeah. Well, we just oh. we just wanted to call and make your morning a little bit more. Um, what what's the word, Todd? I don't know. There's an empty Juicy? chair at the table. Oh, oh good oh, grief! Well, you can't <laughs> that. Oh, I love you guys so much, and I really do miss you. I miss you too. No, I don't think you do. No, I don't think she actually does. <laughs> she's, a she's, a, she's a lying piece she's of crud. A yeah. Full of corn. <laughs> She's you don't sound there. like you missed us at all. No. Uh, Stephanie answered the phone. I think she missed us more than Joanna did. She, yeah. she saw the numbers and went, oh, I got I to gotta talk to these guys. Yeah. Oh, well, oh have yeah. A, have yeah. a good time. We love you. We'll talk to you later. Okay. Right, love bye. you too, guys. Enjoy. Bye. Right, bye. bye. Joanna Grace. The author. Joanna Not Grace. The author. See, now, that was worth the wait. Yes. Was it? Yes, you it was worth it. the wait. I all figured right. it out. I guess. Well, at least you got something figured out. I figured it out. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I, I feel pretty good about myself right now. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. See, you can call people knows. all the time. We can do prank calls. We're not going to do that. <laughs> we can do that. <laughs> what do you think that was? <laughs> 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 You'd be like, hey, is your refrigerator running? Mm. Hey, you better go catch it. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm that guy that says, uh, yes, my name is Dover. Ben Dover. Ben, ben, yes. Ben Dover. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to put an order in for <laughs> IP freely. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Nasty.
Yeah. All right. Okay. All right, back to this podcast. Yeah, it, it, we were going to introduce the bald beauty guy. Yeah, we, we did. He, he just didn't want to talk much about it. No. Talk about what? I don't You're know. Bald. You're, You're bald. You're bald. Yes. yes. Well, it's because we jumped in there with Joanna. But you okay. go ahead. How, how was your day? How was your week? I mean, it was great. Depends, uh, What's uh, new? If as if we didn't know. Okay, right. So Talk on um, so on Tuesday I had a funeral I had to go to. So my great uncle passed away. Oh man, I'm sorry, bro. Yeah. Um, Were you close? Then, no, no. Okay. Um, what was his name? His name was Jesse. Uncle Jesse West. Uncle Jesse. Okay. Really? And um, Uncle Jesse West. Uncle Jesse, Uncle Jesse West. Uncle yeah. Jesse Duke. Do you have an Uncle Jesse Duke? No, that's on the show, Dukes of Hazard. Uncle oh, Jesse. Oh, yeah, it's Uncle Jesse, yeah. Uncle Jesse. Yeah. yeah. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Um, and then we went to um, McKinney, and my wife got to meet with a photographer that okay. does fancy uh, stuff. Yeah, well, like, well, we're doing a, some special kind of, uh, like, Norman Rockwell-type pictures, paintings for with Santa Claus and have a story with the kids it's and good stuff to like know. that. It's good to know, because yeah. I know a, a mobile Santa thing that's coming up. That, yeah, so yeah. there, um, <laughs> so that we, we took, <laughs> we went there and got some uh, backdrops there. We got, uh, saved some money there and picked out some backdrops there. Um, you save some money or spend some money? Well, we spent it, but we saved it. That's what she said. She said we saved 40% and zero shipping and handling. So supposedly Perfect. shipping handling is another $100. So What a scam. Yeah. Holy cow. So if you put them together, it's over 50% off. Yeah. Something like that. I don't. Yeah. Who, who charges $100 for handling? I don't know, but they do. Uh, what state are we in? Um... <laughs> Todd, uh, sorry, my bad, my bad. Todd. Uh, anyway, so we got some cool backdrops, <laughs> and then um, on then yesterday we picked up a foreign exchange student. We're going to be host families for a year. That's awesome. So he's really excited. Where's he about, from? You're going to do it for a whole he's year. He's from Switzerland. Switzerland. And he's neutral. Huh? Hey, we should he's neutral. Him. Let's take him shooting. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. no, 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 no. They don't believe in that. They don't believe in what? They don't believe in guns. Well, it doesn't matter if he believes in it. I bet he have a lot of fun. No. No, they're not allowed to do that in, in no, the not a, No, no, they're not allowed to do that program. No, they can't, they can't do guns or they, no! can't, they can't drive no! and stuff like that. We're having an axe throwing contest tonight. Would you all the that? fun stuff they can't do. They can't do all the fun stuff. That's. <laughs> but, um, well, we were thinking about having a marshmallow throwing contest. Ooh, oh, they can, do can they do that? Yeah, yeah. that'd be they fun. Can do oh, a marshmallow throwing contest. Yeah. Mark, can you throw your marshmallow? Actually, we'll just throw it at each other. We'll just throw it in each other's mouth. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For those of you that like marshmallows, otherwise we'll just throw Hershey's bars. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, he's at, he's. Uh, we picked him up yesterday, and uh, so he's a really good kid. From what we can see, he's yeah, really nice. For a day, he's real kind. Days. He's got a real kind heart. He's known him for at least five minutes. At least five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> five minutes. Wow. But no, he's very respectful. Good. He's very kind. Um, very nervous, especially very nervous. when Steve broke he's, out the gun. And was like, "Listen, buddy, I needed to do that. I forgot yeah, to do he that." He should have done that. Well, Todd will take care of it. Yeah. Now. 
Yeah. yeah. Bring him around. Uh, we'll bring him over. <laughs> Learn to do some Jesus and then shoot him. All right. That's a joke. I'm just playing. Uh-huh. I'm no, just yeah. playing. I'm yeah. just kidding. That's oh, a joke. Good yeah. grief. All you people that are out there going, oh, I can't believe he said that. It's just a joke. Right. Okay. It's All right. Joke. It's just a joke. Him. Bury him. <laughs> no, we would not what? stop no. it, dude. I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. Stop just it. Kidding. Okay. All right. So, but, but evidently, I know you guys are excited about it. Yeah, we're excited. Um, so, um, we have friends that have foreign exchange students last year, and they're keep in touch with them like almost every day, every other day. And so, you can really build a good relationship. Absolutely, cool. I've known some people that had some some foreign exchange students, and and they've it's it's a lifelong. And I'd love to go to Switzerland sometime. That'd be awesome. Do they repay the favor? What do they repay the favor? You you bring them here, and then you get to go there. I don't yeah. think so. they don't either. Yeah, we can go there. Stay you're not you're not going to be part of a foreign exchange student program no, and switch no, on no, dude. No, uh, nobody wants me to be their exchange student. Not not with that beard. Why? <laughs> <laughs> he fit right in with us. No, he, yeah, he 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 fit right in with the 16-year-olds. Yeah. Well, about the 16-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> funny. Uh, anyways, okay. Well, today's going to be kind of a somber time of reflection. Yes. Reflection. Reflection. Did we go um, over your week? No, just nothing really interesting except it's busier. And I don't. Not to let's not talk about it. Okay. Yeah, well, I mean, okay. Nope, I don't want to talk about it. No, it's okay. I want nope. to talk about it. No, you got me no. in the mood. You got me in the mood. But it's it. just a bunch of gigs. It, you know, Second yeah. Child was at Wednesday night, and then a at bit. TXM. Yeah, we're gonna come Tyler. see you probably here in pretty soon. Yeah, at, at least next month. Um, and then we were there Thursday, <laughs> TXM, Lindale. And you know it was really low crowd on Wednesday, like really low. And then it was packed out yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Joy's birthday was yesterday. Joy Connery's oh, cool. birthday was yesterday. Turns yeah, the ripe young age it. of twenty nine. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Donnie and Chris came out. Donnie Voiles and Chris Beck. Chris Beck is the drummer here. At, it's okay. You know, they, everybody Sorry. knows that we live in East Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were there, and Jim and Dee Patton were here. Jim was on last year. Um, uh, Jim and Dee both were on last year talking about radical provision. Yeah, and uh, they were they were at the concert last night, and it was a good time. And then tonight we're going to be at uh, Second Childhood. We'll be back at the back porch. That's where we first started. That's our in first Kilgore? gig. Yeah, in Kilgore, we'll be playing from eight to eleven forty-five p.m. Most of our followers, they're they're in bed by nine thirty. You know, so it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how, how many, many people, people will stay after, you know, 10 o'clock. You know, it's a stretch for 10. We'll see hmm. what happens. But I'm, 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 I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. Yeah. And then that's the first place that we ever played, by the way, at Second Childhood was Back Porch in Kilgore. Cool. Wow. And back in 2013 or 14. We started playing long, in 2013. Long, long Yeah, a long time ago. And then um, Saturday we'll be at Fresh. Fresh. Oh, cool. Yeah, six to nine, and uh, we be, we'll be playing out there. So, but fresh is a, fresh is a lot of work, but it's a lot of people usually, and we love to play out there because it's it's fun. Yeah, it's fun. And I then go there and get my food. What? Sit out there in the pan. Oh yeah. Oh, they had some brisket tacos the other day. Oh, oh my good. goodness. Like oh, tacos. if you go into the store, you got to get. They have this bowl of green looking queso. Mm-hmm. It, it is fantastic, fan stinking tastic. Yeah, it's on that good. little buffet thing. Um, and they have these chips that they like put some kind of citrus flavoring on. Mm. It's, and then they have these. I mean, and they're massive. They're, they're like this brisket. They say they're tacos. There's more like burritos, mm-hmm. but they. It's just amazing, amazing stuff. Wow. So, um, anyways, that's a fresh um, Saturday, um, and pretty much 
for these gigs, you, it takes you all day to get the stuff compiled, put in your stuff, make sure you're not forgetting something so you don't have to go back to Tyler or Lindale to get mm-hmm. chords. And then on Sunday, of course, is going through Romans. Yeah. And doing the... Eight. Yeah, Romans. We well, eight. we got to finish eight. We'll probably get in a little bit of a nine on, on Ooh, Sunday. Fun. Um, and then uh, I'm going to the Cowboy game on Sunday That's night. What I heard. No. That's what I heard. Yeah. That's not fair. Well, it's my got, birthday. He's got front row seats That's on the right 50 yard line. Birthday. No, I got, I got. Right down in front. Nosebleed seats on what? the 50 yard line. It's It means I have to get Is binoculars it? to see a it's very. It's not your birthday yet. They no. bought it for my birthday. It's the only game I would have been able well, to go to because he's the Cowboys to play on his birthday. Yeah, I tried oh, so to get them to play on a Thursday night. That football, may not man. be a. They may not win that game, is what I've been told. There's whoa, a chance. Whoa, you tr- trying to, he's trying to start controversy. I thought you were right a, fi- a, a fan, bro. I am a fan. Sit over there in your stuff over there. We need, we'll argue about that later. They'll, on. Have to, they'll have to play their top. So They're today, we're going to have to move on. Right. Yes, we got to get past this. Yeah, I was trying to get past it. And you're this like, I want to hear about your week, Tim. Well, I just I love you, man. I, I want to hear about your week, Tim. I just didn't want you to be left out. It's okay. I appreciate that. So are you, where are you playing next weekend? Uh, we are going it's to not. be in Longview, Longview on Friday at a ballroom dance. And we're going to be at Athens in, on Saturday for a ballroom dance. Oh, we might need to go to one of those. Yeah, no, I don't you think you, you can. I think those are invites only. Yeah, ah. All right, so um, today... I didn't invite you. Uh, again, we're going to... didn't invite me. No, I didn't. It's just not mine to invite you to. I invite you. <laughs> today is going to be a somber time of reflection. We're going to be discussing the events of September 11th and where we were on that day. Okay. We'll be asking questions like, you know, what changed? Um, how did it affect us? How did it affect the church? How did it affect the nation? Mm-hmm. And we're going to deal with subjects like patriotism and ask if nationalism or patriotism is the same as godliness. We're also going to talk about the polarization of our nation and its political climate and how if we're not careful, we can wind up in what I like to call uh, uh, political idolatry. So before we get into that, though, we learned yesterday that um, Queen Elizabeth II passed away at the age of Mm -hmm. 96 after 70 years on the throne. Wow. So this nation, most of the nation doesn't remember a time without her. It was, she was, it was 1940, 1952 when she took, I think, the throne. She was 26. Wow. Um, so uh, 70 years um, she, she's been on the throne. And uh, it's going to be a massive transition for the nation. Yes. Uh, I know that they're going to need prayers. Yes. As an outsider looking in, it's going to be weird hearing anything other than, you know, Prince Charles or Queen Elizabeth or the long live the queen or anything like that. Um, and now we're going to have to say it's King Charles the Third. Wow. King Charles and God save the. I feel weird to even say God save the King because I've, I've all I've known is God save the Queen. So yeah. You know. And then last oh, was it yesterday that the, the Queen is dead? Long live the King! And it's just weird. It's just weird. Mm-hmm. That it's just an outsider looking in. It's just weird. Yeah. But. Our prayers are with the UK in their mourning, and I know that um, a lot of people are out there speculating and saying things about the Queen. And guys, go read go read Romans twelve. Um, mourn with those that mourn, rejoice with those that rejoice. But obviously, I want you to mm-hmm. to take a moment and 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 love that nation enough to pray for them and, yes. and ask the Lord to to guide them in the transition and and help them along on that. All right, so before we go into the, the, the more somber stuff, I'm going to go ahead and read you the scripture of the week. It's 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9 through 11. 
It says this, Beloved, I urge you as foreigners and strangers to abstain from fleshly lusts which wage war against the soul. You are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession, Mm -hmm. so that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. For you once were not a people, but now you are the people of God. You you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. So that's... um, I think that's a call and a and a, and a and a testimony to all the church, the capital C church, that we are a royal priesthood, mm-hmm. a holy nation set apart for God, His yes. own possession, um, and that that kind of puts us in parameters with our discussion coming up. Yes. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about September 11th. I'm gonna I'm gonna start with Todd, obviously, and let him tell us where he was around. What happened in September 11th? I remember having a conversation with my grandfather about JFK. Wow! And, and what, at that what, time, yeah, when he was when JFK was murdered, assassinated, and he he actually worked in Dallas and Oak Cliff area where Leo Harvey Oswald was at, and so oh. I remember having a conversation with him about that and how everything just kind of in Dallas stopped to it was it was a big deal, mm-hmm. and I think that JFK assassination back then is the same thing as the 2011 thing. Not not the same, obviously not the same dynamic as far as what happened to the city of Dallas and stuff like that, but and the murder and the assassination of a president. But as far as the tragedy and the tragicness of it, um, I think that people remember it kind of the same. It, it, it almost created a PTSD for the country, mm. um, like Pearl Harbor. Um, they they reckon it to Pearl Harbor and stuff like that. So um, when we remember this, it's a, it's a, obviously a day of mourning for the two thousand plus that had lost their lives. Yes. Um, and uh, I'm I'm not gonna not gonna go into conspiracies. I'm not gonna. I, I don't I don't want to talk about those things. I don't want to try to muddy mm-hmm. the waters by trying to figure out what exactly happened. That that's another podcast completely. And we may do that later on. But um, mm-hmm. for now, uh, let's just remember where we were. And what happened, and, and and how it happened for you, and and uh, we'll, we'll talk about that. So, Todd, where were you on nine eleven, and and what do you remember about that day? Well, I remember the day exactly. I was working for a restoration company, and we did uh, sewer cleanup. Where was this? This was in Washington State, oh, and I wow. was in a, a community called Twin Peak, and it was in Issaquah, Issaquah, Washington. And I was just getting into my job. It was this three story house. They had a basement that flooded out with poop. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. And I was cleaning it all up down there. I was, I was so all in all, it, it was a crappy day. It was a crappy day. It was a total <laughs> sounds crappy like day. a crappy job. Yeah. yeah. And I had to come upstairs for it. was a crappy job. It was, but uh, it paid really well. Um, so Usually when you deal with other people's crap, it pays pretty well. It does usually. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you're a pastor. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so then I came upstairs, and this lady, she was sitting in front of the TV and and I didn't really pay attention to what was on the TV, but I saw her, and she was crying. And I was like, what the heck is she crying for? And so I asked her, I said, are you okay? And she's like, yeah, did you just see what happened? And I said, no, I'm I'm downstairs. Dealing with crap. Dealing with uh, the sewer uh, issues. Um, no, what, what happened? And she's like, the Twin Towers were just hit. Oh, my. And I'm like, what? But you're kidding. And she's like, no, it's on TV. And so I stopped, and I looked at it, and... Sure enough, yeah. I was like, oh, wow. That was incredible. And then it was very somber. 
Um, did you work the rest of the day or did you? I did finish out my day. I mean, I that's interesting. Out, yeah. Well, I mean, I kept working and, and in conversation, she would, you know, as I'd come up the stairs, she'd, she'd be talking to somebody. By that time, she was on the phone with relatives and whatnot because I guess she had people in New York that were family or, I don't know, friends, wow. family or friends. But mm-hmm. so she was, she was pretty heartbroken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. Obviously, I mean, rightfully so too, right? Sure. Yeah. I mean, and then. I think by the end of the day, I mean, it was kind of one of those things where after everything had kind of settled, then it was kind of reflection time. I think the biggest thing that I thought about afterwards, and I don't know if you're going to ask this question or not, but what I found ironic was after that, after that whole episode, for me, I found myself in one of those, uh, probably not so much of a Christian mode, Mm -hmm. more of a, okay, so now everybody who's, you know, that could have fit the bill that would have flown that plane i was like oh there's there's mm-hmm. one of those guys oh yeah. you know and so it it's terrible that it would breed that kind of i'm gonna say hatred you know because it was like, it very much animosity so for me it, it really put quite the damper on my outlook on people and I definitely found myself in a judgmental situation. It wasn't till quite a while later that I finally got okay. Look, we got to stop this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that's a that's generally if you were to talk to people about the reaction. It's um, in in World War II they had the same kind of when when Pearl Harbor happened, mm-hmm. and it's like we're, we we tend to make the same idiotic mistakes that we did in the past history tends to repeat itself so to speak and you it's interesting that you would say that because i i remember thinking the first time i got on a plane after that and and seeing someone that didn't look or like kind of look like steve you know um, yeah yeah, i'm playing just joking Yeah, people tend to react and have the same kind of stinking mistakes that they did in the they they put Japanese people or Asian people in concentration camps in in America because they had a severe hatred for any of those people that did what they did at Pearl Harbor, and I think they kind of repeated that same kind of mentality. um, When it came to nine eleven, yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, and and whether or not you know um, right or right, wrong or indifferent, I think the reaction was you know universal. I don't. I hope. I hope not. I hope there were people that were able to see past that. Well, I think in time. Yeah, like, it's like me. You know, I in time I figured out. Okay, I I can't be like this guy. You have to learn that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's tough to though. Yeah, there's. It's like when when a uh, and I and I'm I, I hate to say it this way, but when something negative, really powerfully negative happens, there's abuse of some kind. Mm-hmm. Or you know a rape or something like that. That there's there's usually a fear of whatever looked like that or whatever acts like that or whatever you know anything. Uh, people that have been damaged in in church, um, there's a there's a um, reaction to that negative thing that causes you to either be scared or angry or any of those things. So yeah, yeah, I, I can understand it, but it doesn't doesn't make it right it, or it doesn't help anything either. No, it does not. It does and not. I think that's the conclusion I came to was. Mm-hmm. My my feelings that I have right now are not. It's yeah. not helping the situation. So, yeah. well, at least you learn from it. Now there's still people that are. Oh yeah. That are still upset about it, and they refuse to let it go. Well, Steve, what about you, man? Where were you? And so I was at. A, I worked for a church in Fayetteville, mm-hmm. and um, I was just doing my daily duties there. And all of a sudden, um, 
the um, the associate pastor came and showed me what happened. The tower just got hit, and I just couldn't believe it. And I was just, and I just was glued to the TV. And then shortly thereafter, the other tower fell. So one tower fell, and then the other tower fell. And I just remember just how it was just the craziest feeling. You know, it was just, um, you know, you were afraid. Uh, you were you didn't know what was going to happen you didn't know if there was going to be more if this is all that they were going to do and then you went to the gas pumps and they the prices of the gas just went up over a dollar just like that wow and then so high over a dollar i know it was like (laughs) all we're paying now (laughs) we say that now but but back then it was like what in the world but it went up over a dollar like that and then and then all of a sudden they figured they didn't have to do that but there were cars lined up just to get that gas because we, we didn't know what was going to happen you know we just didn't it was such a shock but one thing i do remember about it is our churches were filled there a lot of people came together um, and it brought a lot of people uh, brought a lot of people back to the church and then they were looking for answers where they should have been looking for answers is at the church though there were a lot of people that are angry um with the people that did that um uh like you said some there was a great coming together we were united we were more i think we were most united of states at that time it just seemed like we were most reunited after that big huge conflict the country came together it would be great to have our country united like that like we're called united states we should be united, united. for jesus <laughs> yeah for jesus yeah but, I, I mean but united is just having surely but they were I, we would hope that it would be we were so, without the tragedy though. yeah i know united sure. without the tragedy without the yeah. tragedy we we're, we we're getting so divided right now and it's, it's like people say scary. funerals always bring out a lot of people mm-hmm. and bring them together yeah but all year long all lifetime long before that you know nobody sees those people yeah well and like my that's true it's crazy it's like picasso and on what you're and you're saying like my my cousin he was in afghanistan and a lot of his friends were killed and he was almost killed so he has some animosity (laughs) Mm. but starving it's because of what he went through in and Saul mm. and I don't I don't know that take Jesus probably to get him over that stuff we all need it we yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, when tragedy strikes it's gonna it's gonna cause right. different reactions there's some that rush to forgiveness some that rush to mercy I think that's a gift of the Holy Spirit by yeah. the way um, I, I think there are some that rush to anger and bitterness and wrath and, and those things are they tear yeah. you apart real quick I, I understand the natural reaction to it and the five stages of grief that, that come along with that. Yeah. And psychologically, you have to deal with things the way that you deal with them. But, you know, I eventually you have to learn how to to to, to, to work your way through those mm-hmm. things. And um, I know a lot of people still wrestle, especially our vets that, that yeah. were over there and, and uh, saw firsthand some of the evils that go along with radical Islam. And mm-hmm. um, I think that I mean, rightfully so. There's a there's a reason to be angry with that kind of ideology. Mm-hmm. Um, but I understand what you're saying, man. 
Man, yeah. I, I remember we, little less than a month, we had been married. You and your wife? Me and Cheryl. Uh, we were in yeah, our apartment in Terrell, Texas. Um, and I had a full day. Um, I, it was spiritual saturation week at Southwestern. Oh, wow. And I had gone back to school to finish up. And, uh, uh, and I was slated to go there that night and to play uh, the piano. Oh. Uh, for one of the one of the worship leaders, Oscar, and um, so we we had already had a plan. I, and I woke up that morning, and I was gonna we were gonna go and, and I don't know what we were gonna do. I don't remember all that. I just remember it was Tuesday, and I woke up and I was going to the television just to turn on and see what the weather was gonna be like. And I'm like, what in what kind of movie is this? You know, because it's on every every channel mm-hmm. and it's on there, and she's still asleep in the bed. And when it when it hit me, I'm like, oh, how in the world like is this? Movie. How in the world is this possible? Yeah. You know, how in the world does mm-hmm. what kind of somebody ran into the the, the tower? Yeah, who flies a plane but into it? It was early enough to where there was only one that was smoking, right? And and so I I, I called I called for Cheryl. It's a it's a it was a single bedroom two bedroom apartment. Um, and I was in the living room, and I called. I said, "Cheryl, you got to come in here." And of course, she, you know, she's just waking up, rousing up. And um, she comes in, and she goes, "What? What's wrong?" And I go, "Look." And so we just sat there, frozen. Yeah, that's pretty much everybody was just frozen. But what Sorry. I what I remember about this is going to the church that I worked at, and everywhere it was like the cars. It, people were stopping on the side of the road, and you could see them just looking at their radios. I remember going into the church that I was at, and they were they were watching the television at the church, mm-hmm. and we were all just glued. And then I got, we, me and my, my buddy got out of there, uh, Brad Williams, mm-hmm. and we set out to go to Southwestern. Um, and uh, we stopped at a place, and there was just every everybody that was, it wasn't packed by any means, but everybody was just, it was like shock. Yes. Shock. I remember being in the service that night at Spiritual Saturation Week, and instead of there being a, um, you know, a, a celebration or you know what Spiritual Saturation mm-hmm, Week yeah. was like, you know, it's all it's a big time huge yeah, celebration, yeah, big big huge celebration. Instead of that being the the, the, the thing that happened, we watched the address of President Bush um, from the Oval Office, mm-hmm. and it was just quiet and really weird to to feel it's just shock yeah we played and we we still sang and we still praised the lord and but we it was an attitude of prayer yeah i remember specifically um feeling like this this changes this changes everything i, I was of course angry i didn't know who to be angry at they say that there was terrorists and things like that but i'm one of those guys that i, I didn't i didn't buy everything hook line and sinker right off the top because uh, I was like, well, how do you know? And, you know, you might, how did you know all this information right off the top? If you did, why didn't you do anything about it? Yeah, that was mm-hmm. my big question. Yeah. But I, yep. I I was always speculative about, you know, and when I when we were certain that it was Osama bin Laden, which, you know, I don't, I, I don't think we can be certain of anything. All I know is that evil did it. Yes, that's for sure. And um, about the uniting of the country, um, all the way through even to the end of to the, that, that first that 2001 into 2002, I remember being, because we moved, uh, the effects on us was immediately. She lost her job like two weeks later, um, not even two weeks mm. later. Um, wow. she, she was laid off. And then 
I was voted I call it voted off the island because I did too much rock and roll music in the in the worship team. Um, <laughs> I was just a music minister. So, and if you know me, that's that's how I that's how I did. I was young then too, so I yeah. didn't care what other people said. But um, you're still young, yeah. But uh, so I got voted off the island, and we moved to Indiana. And I remember um, the effects of people. Yes, there were people that that gathered, and and there are our, our, you know our youth service had 200 and something people in it mm-hmm. and our our services had a lot of people and as far as a church being a shining moment for the church i, I don't necessarily think that's true i i think well, I that think... people were looking for hope yes and looking for answers and we had we had religion we gave them religion we didn't now there were places that gave them hope i'm not saying everywhere mm-hmm. i'm just saying generally there wasn't a lot of hope to be found and people were giving, you know, judgment messages. I remember hearing judgment message. This is God's judgment on America. I, I heard that. that stuff. I heard, um, I heard yeah. that. Well, you know, if you would see God regularly in your own life, this, you know, th- this kind of stuff wouldn't happen. I mean, I, there, I, I because I'm involved in church, mm-hmm. I heard the all gamut of, of all that stuff. Well, I never heard of either. Well, because you were, <laughs> were you detached, or well, did you did you get into church, or uh, no? At that point, yeah, I wasn't. Oh, I, I remember. I remember just when Katrina hit. Oh, they're they're just judge, that's God's judging Katrina. That that's God judging all those evil people. So yeah, I I think there's a reason why the churches aren't filled still. Hmm. And you know, I I don't I I can't put the blame on the world um, because I think the church has made its bed, and I think that's part of what we're going to talk about today. As as bad as that day was. Um, and, and with all that has changed, I, I've noticed a trend with us as Americans to let national pride become Christian uh, nationalism. Um, and and what, what is Christian nationalism? I want to read this to you. Uh, Christian nationalism is a syncretistic religious movement that merges the spiritual imagery of Christ's kingdom with worldly ideals of citizenship. So... Um, Things like when when we defeated Moscow, it was because we were God's nation to defeat you know communism. Or when we defeated Germany, we were God's nation to defeat Germany. We were chosen by God to go in there, and it's the same thing that said, "Well, that's because God's judgment is upon America that this is all happening." That kind of stuff. And, and according to the Encyclopedia Britannica, nationalism is an ideology based on the premise that the individual's loyalty and devotion to the nation or state surpasses other individual or group interests. So if you're a nationalist, you believe that your your loyalty and devotion to the nation and the state surpasses any other individual group's interests. So your your loyalty to the America surpasses your fellow man um, and, and anything that they're in, which is directly against what the Constitution stands for anyways, as far as the freedom and the ability to choose what you say. Uh, your right to bear arms, your your views as far as political structure goes, your views as far as religious structure goes, freedom of the press, all that stuff. It, it, it protects the individualistic freedom of every person that exists under here. Now, do I believe that we should be ruled and governed by just the Constitution? No, I think we, we fall under that category because we are um, citizens of this nation. But yeah. like I read before in First Peter, I think that we are governed by a higher authority. I think that there's a higher law, a law yes. of love. And I think that if we're not careful, we can allow um, our our American pride and what we think about political structure to get it to where our prejudices mm-hmm. and the way that we view things um, taint mm-hmm. 
so uh, I'll read this some more. As uh, according to Christianity uh, Christianity.com, a Christian is a fully devoted follower of Christ. So mm-hmm. as contradictory as nationalism and Christian seem, Christian nationalism attempts to fuse the standards of Christianity with the ideals of nationalism. So this movement is, is founded on the belief that God has bestowed a unique privilege and responsibility upon a particular country to represent Christ. Um, and you find this with the, the under God movement and all this, the, the nationalist movement, the wall builders movement, those comments speaking out against them. I'm just saying that they tend to believe that America has been chosen out from among the nations to lead all the other nations to becoming Christians. And um, so therefore Christian nationalists consider it their duty to promote and defend um, everything that they idealize as Christian nationalists. Okay. So uh, an American Christian nationalism is it's been constant theme throughout the nation's history, beginning with the Puritans. So uh, Christian nationalism saw a modern resurgence during the Cold War era, like I said, uh, with many evangelical leaders characterized America as God's chosen victor against the Soviet Union. And so the idea of America being God's elect, um, it's grown over time and has been perpetuated by those who feel a moral obligation to preserve preserve that that chosen quote unquote status uh, through governmental, social, and political activism. It's almost as if Christians believe that the United States has replaced Israel um, no. as as a, a chosen nation. Um, so, is America a Christian nation? American Christian nationalists believe that our nation is and always has been God ordained Christian nation. Now, history provides ample support that Christian ideology has played a vital role in our our country's origin story that's yes. that's for sure that's for sure so the constitution of the united states was written with a clear judeo-christian worldview and designed to govern its citizens with laws inspired by biblical standards so yes. we know that it was a founding point for the founding fathers yes. when they were writing this construct to to abide by a law that was higher than a constitutional law or a national law so to speak um and which i think is particularly funny because they were exiting a country that had the same kind of ethics and standards, but they weren't practicing those ethics and standards. Does that make any sense to you? So they were they were ruled by a Protestant um, and, and, a, and, a, and more of a Protestant background. Um, so um, when they're leaving England, it wasn't a pagan country. It was a country that had devoted themselves either to Catholicism or Protestantism. I'm not exactly sure which one, but I do know that they were they were still a Christian nation, so to speak. The, the, the monarchy has always tried to fall under that, that, that Christian nation, so to speak. Um, so it, I, I, they left that because of taxes, because of unfair practices, and because the monarch was trying to force them into particular boxes. Like, mm-hmm. you have to be this person or you can't be a part of this country mm-hmm. and go so far as to murder people if they weren't doing that, which is why Christian freedom... Mm-hmm. you know needed to exist in america yes that's why they moved over here because mm-hmm. every person needed to be able to decide for themselves what they were going to serve who they were going to serve and they thought that that was what needed to happen yeah. so the declaration of independence mentions god four times directly connecting each reference to new testament ideals one need only review the, the political speeches of our founding fathers filled with biblical quotes and references to realize that our nation bears a distinctly christian heritage while that history provides America's Judeo-Christian roots. It does not suggest that our founders sanctioned the establishment of a Christian nation. So the second clause of the First Amendment says, Congress shall make no law, zero law, respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the exercise thereof. So although Christian nationalists don't reject the First Amendment, 
they they interpret it as inconsequential to their presumed privileged rights as Christians. What well, was our roots? So that means that we need to make sure that everybody follows suit with those roots. And that's not what the Constitution says. It says, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the exercise thereof. So scripture doesn't support either the idea of Christian nationalism. Any people group that claims their nationality places them under Jesus Christ's favor and blessing, denying the gospel's truth. Any citizen who places their devotion to, to Christ on the same level as their allegiance to their country is absolutely guilty of idolatry. And so what I'm trying to make sure that we have the conversation about is because I know that there are radical extremists right and left. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I know that it's been really damaging to the country. And I think that's, I think that's a, 2001 is a big proponent. We get the Patriot Act. You get the, the, the you know, uh, what's the... the the security, um, the the home, home security. Yeah, no, the, the homeland security. Homeland security. Homeland. homeland security. Yeah. So you get all these things that are in place. You get the Patriot Act, which allows the spying on people. You know that kind of thing. And people think it's their duty to uphold um, things that are restrictive on the basis of Christian standard. And I don't see um, the legitimization of trying to politically idealize. Any time that, if you look at Rome, because I know that's going to come up in our conversation, when you look at other countries, Germany, any of those things, when you start to nationally standardize a a, a religion and say that that is the chosen religion for that country, what usually generally happens is people get comfortable in that religion, and then they start to grow lax in their their faith. They grow lax in their practice of faith, and they, they allow things to happen around them and, and in them that is not conducive to a faith-based system in their life, okay? Um, so if mm-hmm. you look at Constantine, when he legitimized the Christian faith in Rome, um, that's one of the darkest times, and they started to kill off people that didn't look like Christians. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't look like Christianity at all. And in fact, Jesus talked to a Pharisee across the table with him and had a conversation with somebody that disagreed vehemently with him at first, and then as he talked on, they were able to talk. Even Paul had moments where he disagreed with the king, and the king disagreed with him, and the king didn't kill him, and Paul didn't kill him. Mm-hmm. They 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 talked, and they reasoned together, and the king said, you even almost convinced me about this faith. Yeah. Um, so I think we've got to draw a line between, all right, I'm going to make a law, you have to be a Christian or you're going to die, which is the logical end of Christian nationalism. You've got to be this political party or you don't belong. Mm -hmm. And we're mixing a cancel culture with a Christian culture, and that is absolutely abhorrent and dangerous to the the productivity of the gospel. Um, You can't do those things. You cannot intertwine the world system and God system and call it a holy system. Um, and so that's that's my that's my terminology when we're talking about Christian nationalism and what it looks like in today's culture. Now, we we all know, and this is where the the conversation will get hairy. I'm sure. Um, we heard a speech this last week from our our, our commander in chief, uh, President Biden. Oh my. Um, and yeah, I, I would say oh my too. It was it was a little scary. It was very polarized. Um, and and. Uh, I don't think it was reminiscent of Hitler by any means. Uh, these little pictures where he's pointing back to the, the White House and some people trying to manipulate the images. I, I, I don't think we need to demonize any further 
the the polarization of what what's happening. We already know that it's demonic. It's spiritual. It's yeah. things that are happening inside. I, I'm not saying that it's either him or Trump either. I'm saying that all of it is 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 enforced to try to divide this nation further and try to get followers so radicalized that they're willing to fight for the agenda of the other party. Um, would y'all agree with that? Yeah. You're looking at me like no, maybe no, not. No. You're thinking about the way that he he addressed the MAGA group, mm-hmm. the radical, and, and the, they are absolutely radical, right? MAGA people out there. I think that there are people that are a little closer um, to balanced in a MAGA group as well. Not everybody that says make America great again is a radical right person. Just no. like I don't think that... Majority of them aren't. Bring back... I, I would I probably agree with you. I know a lot of people that are pretty balanced mm-hmm. in their in their political view that um, that didn't necessarily like Trump's mouth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, and it didn't necessarily like his his standard of of morality. Um, even though he on the outward he may have extended that out in ways to manipulate his his view or his political view um but i I think biden's doing the same thing he's he's trying to get supporters on his side and it's the same game and we keep playing the same thing where people are nationally um i'm going to i'm going to promote an agenda instead of putting my trust in something that is trustworthy i'm going to back a horse and 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 really put all my my money down on this guy and hopefully he is the savior of this nation he's going to bring this nation together it's if it's it's the only hope for america is that we have a, a president that's going to lead us out of this thing and i don't know if you remember but clinton was that way the way that they talked about clinton the way that they talked about bush and gore or obama oh i remember obama i mean when he got up there and started talking even i was like oh man this guy's a great speaker he can he could talk about anything and i thought that was, that was fabulous and, and then and then when i started hearing his policies i'm going oh i don't like that at all i like the way the guy talks but just because yeah, the guy talked <laughs> yeah just a conversation he talks well doesn't necessarily yeah. mean he's a mm-hmm. you know he's the savior of this nation no i, I even liked the the possibility of a an Afri- african-american man um getting into to 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 the presidency and making some changes as far as racial equality i i thought that was uh, wonderful but it didn't happen well because no no president is the savior no and, and so that's what i'm saying i'm saying if christian nationalism becomes it's about the pride and arrogance about the nation and that we back that horse at all costs and fight for those agendas at all costs then what ends up happening is we we end up bowing at the wrong throne. Um, I'd agree with that. So let's let's have a conversation because we talked about September 11th that we noticed the shock mm. and the repentance of a country at the onset, mm-hmm. and then I think a callousness that happens over a course of time. Mm-hmm. Not only not only with the people that came to to find hope, but the people that were supposed to deliver the hope. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think there's a callousness with that as well. So we're talking about the changes and things in the political climate. Do you think that patriotism is the same as godliness? Do you think that do you think that um, nationalism and Christian nationalism under that pretext is the same as holiness? No, no. Why not? Why Why do you think so many people get caught up in it then? People get caught up into it because it's all their rights, and they're they're living for a piece of paper. Hmm. They're not living for God. 
So it's you. You think that it's because they they feel threatened in their rights, and that's why they're they're getting so passionate and impassioned about. Oh, for sure. Yeah, they they totally put too much faith in that piece of paper. Do you, do you think that? I mean, obviously, political agendas can agree with the Bible. But I mean, they people could. put there isn't the Bible piece of paper. If they put Jesus first, isn't the Bible piece of paper though written by? Well, by the Lord, Theonistos. Yeah, thank you. God yeah. breathed. And who wrote the? Yeah, who's, yeah. God breathed. Yeah, yeah. There's a big difference between the two. I'm just playing the devil's advocate. Yeah, that's, a, that's all right. I get it. I get it. <laughs> but I'm just saying, it, if if it's about rights and privileges, you're saying that people are getting really threatened by that, and you mm-hmm. think they get impassioned by that. Like, well, name something because I know we were talking about it earlier. Name yeah. something specific that you think people are getting really threatened by. Well, I mean, it, the whole take our gun thing. Mm. And so, mm-hmm. if people are concerned that hey i have weaponry because i want to protect my family now you could look at that as i'm just protecting my family and god says protect your family yes but at what expense what what how do you where do you draw the line um we could go militia style and all band together and which is what the second is, is, is it is the Second about. Amendment is all about is the overthrowing overthrowing the, the government, government that is yeah mm-hmm. I, I I say it's all about that the right to protect yourselves and to overthrow a corrupt government yeah. and we could also say you know look we're that way because we know that the government's not about love so you think it's a lack of trust no oh, a lot of trust yeah come on I mean let's let's face it most people don't trust the government no. And they don't trust what they believe in or what they can say or what they can do. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many times that we've caught them in lies. and so, people so the system's corrupt, and that very, means that people are distrusting the system. Sure. Which is why it's – you think that's the reason why it's so polarized? I would, yeah. Do you think the polarization has something to do with um, upbringing? Oh, yeah. There's a lot of influence going in into people's minds young. Yeah. Yeah presented by an adult prior you know whether it's family member whether it's somebody outside influence whether it's a tv show now i mean oh it's out there yeah yeah yeah. i mean come on they're trying you should kill you should kill thou shall kill it's it's, well the agendas alone i mean the 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 fact that jennifer lawrence came out in another she she's a four-time vogue person she came out in vogue and was talking about how she's been um uh hurt by tucker carlson and mm-hmm. and and that she's got to talk to her therapist about tucker carlson oh and now goodness. she's um having problems reconciling with her family in kentucky because their family in kentucky voted for that guy um and that trump's policies were mayonnaise and and i don't know what that means but i don't know um i, I would say that the culture in hollywood um and, and what they stand for most of them i'm not saying all of them but yeah. most of them um are are trying to promote that agenda mm-hmm. and that's yeah I, I agree with you culturally it's it's the equivalent of brainwashing yes mm-hmm. um but at the same time for years. like my grandfather um i think he's always been a republican but i i've never really asked him about but i'd know that my my grandparents uh, on the ledge side um a, a lot of them voted democrat in, in back on way on back back before i, I think um during the the 
the the Great Depression mm-hmm. that they were going through. I know that their parents were Democrat, but FDR was Democrat. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, the, the, somewhere it changed. JFK was Democrat, although if you look at his policies, a lot of his policies were very Republican. Republican. Yeah, yeah, incredibly Republican. So I, he's walking the fence. Mm-hmm. Steve, Steve, when we're talking about these policies and the things that are polarizing America, and and do you think that fear has anything to do with, because he's saying that people distrust the government and that people are fighting for their rights. Do you think that fear has something to do with the reason why we're fighting? Well, yeah, we're 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 concerned where because um, our kids, uh, we're concerned of where where they're going to have to deal with, and we know if um, and they're being indoctrinated, they're being taught at a religion. It's a retrobate minded religion that, in the word, it says he's going to give him over to a reprobate mind. There's no, if you can't tell the difference between a boy and a girl, that's retrobate. Um, Reprobate. Retrobate. I like to say it the way I want to say it. Retrobate. Retrobate. Retro retrobate. Retrobate. How do you say it? Repro reprobate. That's what I said. Reprobate. There you go. There it is. There it is. Reprobate. Reprobate. Retrobate is where you're trying to tempt somebody to go back to the '80s. Oh, that's a good thing too. That's a good thing too. We should go for that. Reprobate. Reprobate. Okay. Yeah, thank you so much. Well, and there's a progression it. of that too. We t- we learned that in Romans where it starts so, with the person. Yeah. With 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 suppressing the truth of God and unrighteousness, yeah. mm-hmm. and then exchanging the incorruptible image of God for mm-hmm. a corruptible image of man. But for which I think is what happens with yeah. political parties. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, what, don't it? What yes. we do like about and the reason why. Most people, well, you say this. Okay, I, people can trust. You can say it. It's your opinion. This okay. is your opinion. Yeah. So I'm, one I'm, thing I do like about Trump is he did what he said he was going to do. He what he said he was going to do it. He, he tried, did. maybe. No, he did. Not everything. Most ever, more than any other president that I know of. He he definitely bullheaded a lot of things. That's he for got sure. It, he, and he, he was did that while he was in the middle of all the. I just wish they took away his tweeting ability. Yeah, if, yeah, they if probably should have done would, that right at the odds. If, if if he every yeah. president for that matter, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. if he could, yeah, that's what hurt him the most is this his tweet. lack of control. Lack of control. Yeah, on his uh, tweets, I guess. But um, it, but his policies are good. What I saw in in, in and I don't like get the, I don't get political often. I like the fact that he's he's against killing babies. Yeah, I do too. I definitely know that God definitely in his word says he does not like you to kill his children. Look at Jeremiah nineteen five when, yeah. when they sacrifice babies to Baal and he's like He did not like that. He's like it didn't even cross my mind that you would even do such a thing. Yeah. Look, that's so evil. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, whether what I'm not gonna debate the topic because that, that's a it's a great topic to talk about. Mm-hmm. And abortion and and I'm I'm not saying that I I uh I disagree with you on that because yeah. you know wholeheartedly I, I am totally there, about not murdering babies. I think yeah. that that's There's definitely ludicrous. a difference between being a Christian and a patriot. Okay, so I what agree. do you think that difference is? Okay, so I think you can be a Christian and still be a patriot. Hmm. As in you can... you can Obviously, you know, we had some really great Christian people yeah. that were patriots, right. So it's whenever you allow... If, if you allow your patriotism to become more important to you than your relationship with God and his kingdom. Well said. Because his kingdom is what's most important. Um, and it's a kingdom built on trust, love. Trust, trust and love. Yeah. yeah. And, and he said that it, it was in, I think it's in John, 
It said, no greater love than this than for a man to lay his life down for his brothers. So, Unless they try to take your guns. Well. Right. No. Exactly. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I believe that we have to respect those people who gave everything for us. And I think when we're, whenever we do things that they, they fight for the, our opportunity for our freedom. I know where true freedom is in Christ. That's ultimate freedom. You really can't have true, full freedom unless you are totally surrendered to Christ, and 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 you're part you're part of His kingdom. Right. But, but just like people, and right now especially, disrespect Jesus. He did the same thing. He gave His everything for us so that we could have freedom. I think in a, in, a, in a, and I think why patriots get so upset. It's because they're just like when they're trampling on all those people, they're disrespecting those people who have given everything. And some have given their whole life, and then some of them have given a lot for us. So we can have this opportunity to have freedom of religion. And, but whenever that becomes more important to us than our freedom in Christ, that's whenever it's, it's out of, it's out of uh, alignment. The nationalist mindset says that you have to conform to my way of thinking. Otherwise, it isn't our country. And, I, and I, when, when does that become not freedom? If I, if, so if I believe in, in owning a gun, mm-hmm. which I do, I own my own weapons. I'm, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not speaking out against guns at all. But what I'm saying is that if I force someone else to own a weapon, is that still freedom for them? There's no, there's no freedom in that. There's nobody forcing anyone to. Well, have not a not yet, but it's the same premise. If if I in Texas right now, there's a um, there's a guy running for governor. His name is Beto, um, and uh, uh, whitest Hispanic man I've ever seen in my life. I'm just saying. Okay, so anyways, um, he. Is I'm he, just saying it's just the truth. Is I, he really? Hispanic? I think he is Hispanic. I think he is. And no, I, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, one of our listeners will definitely tell us. Yes, yes, true. I'll probably get some emails okay. on that. Um, what I'm saying is that his policy says, okay, I don't believe in owning guns, weapons. Yeah. Okay. Where I would disagree with this policy is he says now everybody else can't own weapons. I'm eliminating the freedom for you to own a weapon mm-hmm. because my views say that you can't own a weapon. Yeah. But if we do that and we do that logically, then you can't legislate your morality. That's what they're trying to legislate their immorality. That that's probably true, and I agree that that's wrong. That's but what's isn't going it on. just as wrong to legislate your views on someone else? Why is it not okay for them, but it's okay for us? And that's the argument that I've heard that it's, it that kind of stops me. It's like, did Jesus, he fought against things that were abuse of power. He fought against things that were abuse sin. of the innocent and sin and things that were selfish. But what does sin look like? It looks at, like what I'm talking about, the abuse of the innocent. Mm-hmm. Um, what where, do you think they're trying to do? Abuse the innocent. I'm not looking at them, though. I, I can't expect the world to act Why any different. Why should we align ourselves with somebody who's abusing the innocent? Who, who, I think, says, who says that we're trying to align with anything? I know, but why would you want to align with people? Hey, Steve, I don't think he's voting for Bento. I, I, know, I know I'm not. But but they're, <laughs> you think about this. They're, what they're doing to these kids, they're messing, them, messing up their heads. 
Mike, what do you think the answer is? Do you think the answer that's, is a political? You think uh, 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 the answer is a political fight? Do you think that's the answer? But what I'm saying is, if if it's wrong for them to legislate, say we got a right to vote. Let's let's do it. <laughs> well, I, I I agree. I agree with yeah. you. I'm, I well, I want you to hear what I agree, I'm saying. I agree to with you. the voting thing, but unfortunately, it's corrupt. Let's face it. I it know. All the numbers don't go right. Yeah, that's true. Listen, I'm, I'm gonna, still going to do my part. I'm going to preach. Too. I'm going to preach truth. Yeah, I'm going to do that in my own life. I'm going to live out that truth in my life. Yes. That what I what I love. I love the Lord with all my heart, mind, soul, and strength. Yes. I'm going to try to love the neighbor with with that same kind of respect, loving yes. my neighbor as myself. That's going to govern my life. It's higher than any form of government on this earth. That's yes. that's what I'm going to do. Yes. But that does not look like me trying to push that agenda. I may teach somebody how to do that, but they still have a choice whether or not to do this. Like with a Samaritan woman. He didn't go, well, you do this or you're going to die right now. He didn't say that to them. Mm-hmm. He didn't look at his disciples and say, if you don't drop your nets, I'm going to shoot you all right now. It's what? against the law right now. If you don't drop the nets, I'm going to make it against the law, and God's going to send you to hell because you didn't drop your nets. It didn't happen that yeah. way. No, I'm just saying, and this is what happens right here with Christian nationalism, and that's what I'm saying, is that if you don't agree with my political ideology, then I'm going to come in and I'm going to force you into my agenda. Why? Because I believe that my agenda and the agenda that I'm under is what's best for everyone out there. And okay. the, the problem with that line of thinking is it's, it's the same thing that we're getting mad with these individuals over here. We're saying under this environment here that if we have freedom, that's what you said, Jesus came to give yeah. us freedom. What is freedom? Choice. Freedom? What is freedom? Um, freedom. <laughs> you got a, the definition of freedom. What is the definition of freedom? Did you just pull it up and laugh? I'm just, I, I, because we talk about it. Like I said, choice. The power or right to act, speak, or think as one wants without hindrance or restraint. Sounds like choice. And if Jesus came to give freedom, there's uh-huh. true freedom, which is in him. We know yeah. this. And then there's a, 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 a some counterfeit freedom that's out there. But in the garden, he gave consequences of reality. Mm-hmm. And then what did he say? He said, all right, this is what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Did Adam, I mean, he had a freedom to do what? Choose. To choose to take the fruit or not. And I think that if we have Christian nationalist agendas where we want to, I think that's what Trump came in and started to accomplish. He was like a bull in a china closet. He'd come in and, and he yes, he made promises and he made those promises happen. I'm not saying that he didn't do that. Yeah. And some of those promises are really good for the Christian agenda. Yes. Um, however, I also think that in the process, there was a, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? A removal of choice for some people that don't see things the way that he sees them. He powered his way through some stuff. Now, I'm not popular. I'm not going to be popular for this opinion. I, 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 I'm not a never-Trumper, and I'm not, I'm not moderate in my views. I'm pretty conservative in my views. But I don't think that Trump is the Christ. No. And I don't think that Trump is the Savior. And I think no. that some things he did hurt more than helped. I think there are some things that he did that helped more than hurt. 
Yeah. And there's a balance to that. I think every president that's ever walked this nation has had the same. Reagan on down to Carter to everybody. There has been people that has hurt some things and have helped some things. But none of them are saviors. Okay, And I would think that this political ideology that says, I'm revoking your freedom in the name of Christianity doesn't look like Jesus. doesn't sound like Jesus. It sounds like conforming the pattern Conforming your pattern to the world's yeah, pattern. But he also says, Jesus says, I'd rather you take some a stone, throw it around your head and drown yourself than to hurt my little ones. Isn't it, isn't it amazing to me that he said, I would rather that you choose to throw yourself in the, mm-hmm. what is that? What is that indicative of? Choice mm-hmm. and freedom. Although he said there'll be consequences to those decisions. I'm not saying that that isn't going to happen, but I trust the Lord more than I trust Steve Howard to lay down those consequences. Yeah. But if we have the ability to, to make a difference and, and to help the innocent. Absolutely. We should do our due diligence. You should do your due diligence to protect the innocent. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yes. I a hundred percent agree with that. Murder should never be right. Abortion. I don't believe is something that is, um, mutilating kids. Mutilating kids is not something that should happen. No. Um, uh, and motives um, matter in all these things. Yeah. Um, because you would say, I don't believe that murder is right, but I would definitely murder somebody who was coming after my kids. I mean, you obviously have a gun, so you'd say that murder doesn't isn't right, but you would gladly take away the freedom of somebody to live if they were coming after your kids. Right? I think that was a question for you. For me? Yeah. Because he knows I'd shoot him. <laughs> He's the Irish for yeah, I'll do everything I can to protect my I have to stop it from shooting people from. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'd empty the clip. But see the dichotomy? Now, that's what I'm talking about. That's, I'm, not, I'm not saying that we're wrong. I'm saying that there is either a trust of the Lord to do what he says he's going to do, and I trust him with the discipline. I trust him by obeying what he asks me to do in my own personal life. That is a choice that I have, and that is ultimate freedom anyways, to choose his way that are higher than all the other ways. But when does it become my job to mandate that for you? When you see it not in loving. That's right. The only time that I'm mandated to step in is when I feel or I know that your life is in jeopardy or somebody else's life is in jeopardy. Yeah. And even then... How many times did he, like with Peter and the sword with the, with the Roman soldier? Yeah. Jesus knew it was coming. Yep. He knew he was, he was on he his way. Peter, Peter's going to slash him. Who did he rebuke? Did he rebuke the Romans or did he rebuke Peter? Peter. Why? Because that's not what he was supposed to do. I'm just saying, man, we don't have a ground to stand on when it comes to promoting our agendas other than a, an agenda of love and promoting the gospel and what Christ came to do. Yeah. Uh, And we preach that all day long. However, my battle is not against flesh and blood. Mm -hmm. It's got to be about his kingdom and loving people. And if I'm more concerned about saving my rights, I'm already telling you where my brain's at. It's not loving. Mm -hmm. It's about my rights. I'm scared of losing my rights. Therefore, I'm going to fight this political party and fight this political agenda. And then you align yourselves with exactly what the enemy wants us to do. He wants us to be disunified. He wants us to be people that are divided and fighting against each Mm -hmm. other. And instead of 
doing everything as unto the Lord, we end up fighting against Democrats that don't agree with me or Republicans that don't agree with me or independents that don't agree with me. And I'm throwing elbows at people that I was never meant to throw elbows on mm -hmm. over, over whether or not somebody's coming into my house and taking my gun, which I, whether I agree with or not is inconsequential. I, I, and to be honest with you, there are criminals out there that even if you tell them that they can't own a gun, guess what they're doing? That's they're stealing what a gun. They're, they're stealing a gun. They own a gun. Yeah. So the criminals are going to have guns. It's like if they tell me that I can't have a Bible, which they may do one day. Mm -hmm. I, that's it doesn't true. threaten me. You know why? Because I'll find a way if that's what there, yeah. there's a freedom thing. I'm just saying mm -hmm. I, I'm not governed by a governmental system unless it's loving and benevolent and purposeful to God in my life and serving the Lord with yeah. gladness. I'm not going to let government sway me on that view, if that makes any sense. I'm not going to become a Christian nationalist and tell you that, well, because I feel like you've got to you know, do this, I've got to do this, that you have to do this too. I'm, I'm not conforming Steve Howard to the pattern of Tim Letch, thank God. Yeah. Nobody needs more Tim Letch in nope. their life. No, I was kidding. <laughs> but do you understand what I mean? It's become that way. If you look at the way that people are talking, whether it's Trump or any of those things, you are either on one side or the other. Um, Kathy Griffin. Um, do you know who that is? Yes. Um, Kathy Griffin is that lady that held up that the, the severed head severed of Trump head. and yep. and uh, was you know yeah talking. She she's a she's a an actress comedian comedian. Wow. And she did it to be funny, but she was not funny. She got really, yeah, got really in trouble for that. But she said, if if a Republican nominee gets the presidency, there's going to be a civil war. This she week. said that. She said that this week. Okay, Ooh, let's go. So wow. now, now see, that's my point. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm saying this right now. If I draw battle lines on political parties, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. My my battle lines should be spiritual, spiritually motivated in love and seeking the kingdom of God first. Okay. Well, then seek the kingdom of God. Yeah, and if if I'm, I'm going to make sure <laughs> I do my due diligence. What, what due diligence looks like? What though, bro? <laughs> well, I'm going to go with the Trump. party that's going to <laughs> line up with the word the most. Well, yeah, I, I, there's nothing wrong with that at all. No, do you hear me yeah. saying anything against no, that? No, 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 no. I think. Yeah, I think Steve. You do. You yeah. think. You think that I'm saying that you don't align yourself with the political party that agrees with that most. Do you think I'm saying that? I'm just saying what I said. Oh, I know. I'm just. Asking. <laughs> I, I think what he said is. I think what he's thinking is that you're you're in left field on by yourself. I think. I think you don't have one. You just you're kind of in the yeah. middle. But that's the truth. That's the way it should be. Because in all honesty, if you're not walking the fence on that political side, okay, you could pick one side. You could pick a Democrat because they they love kids. Or you could pick the Republican because they want to make sure that all the elderly are taken care of. Okay, whether or, or not that is their side yeah, or not. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. I'm just these are examples. I don't know, but yeah. So you could you could pick based on what well, you think that they would. The issue is there's corrupt on both sides, right? Oh, yeah. And that's what I said at the beginning. So my my thought is kind of like Tim. I'm not for either side. There is a side that I'll pick mm -hmm. because they're going to have more of the good mm -hmm. that aligns with my faith in God. Yeah. Not in any kind of politics or any kind of righteousness that man can create. Yeah. Man is a man. Yeah. And they all make mistakes. Oh, yeah. I'm going to focus on what God does 
It's not going to be perfect till Jesus comes back and sits well, Amen. Down. Amen. That's, that's true. Although I, I do believe that our hearts, if we want to see change, have got to stop being outward and trying to force Biden to promote my agenda. And I think we need to start promoting the agenda of Christ. It's like when I hire a pastor to do evangelism. Yeah. And I tell him, well, you need to do evangelism. Why? Because that's what I pay tithes to make happen. I'm paying my tithes to make sure that we evangelize. No, no, no. You evangelize. Mm-hmm. You you do what you know is right. You do it. Mm-hmm. And then you train your kids yeah. to do those things. Or be, or be the example. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to really step off in it. Okay? Because well, I have seen on. 1 Timothy 2. 1 Timothy... Well, it's okay. You, you can wade through this one. Is this okay. yours, First Timothy? First Timothy 2. Timothy? No, First Timothy 2. This actually is a book. And it's talking about, I want women to learn in quietness and in full submission. I don't permit a woman to be an authority of man or to teach man. Oh, wow. Okay? I, 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 I read this now. I don't disagree with the Bible in the context of the... Of, of the I know she said it like super, super fast. So like nobody probably picked up on that. They were like... Wow. I have seen this... This has nothing to do with patriotism. In the Southern Baptist... It has to do with legalities. Southern Baptist Convention that says, I do not permit a woman to be an authority or to teach a man. And so they limit the ability of a woman to be able to teach anything in the church because of that legality in 1 Timothy 2. Mm-hmm. Okay? And so what they say is, all right, women should not teach in church, period. But what they don't do, now that there's over 17.1 million homes without a father in America, yeah, and they reject the authority given to them in their home yet they leave the home without any kind of leadership whatsoever mm-hmm. but you can't teach in church no. you can't teach in church what 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 are we supposed to do well there's a black hole of the father and mm-hmm. there's nothing there well does that mean yeah. that all of our all of our groups like the youth group and everything nobody should be taught by a no woman, woman should have authority over so, a man now they would get technical yeah. and say but we're not going to talk about i'm just saying yeah. It's the same thing that we're doing with political structures or political parties. I'm paying you or I'm voting you in, and you've got to solve all these problems. When really the problem lies in spiritual man, woman, and what I don't want to do. It's not that I don't vote for a political party that aligns itself with the scripture. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not Mm -hmm. saying that I don't believe in that because you know I do believe in that. Yeah. What I'm saying is that if you put your trust in that system and you think it's worth warring over and fighting with your fellow man over, then you have a problem. Then I think you're bowing at the wrong throne. Then I think you are radically divided in your soul between trusting the Lord and trusting political agendas. You cannot walk that fence. I don't mind saying that I'm balanced in my moderate to liberal leanings. I think there's sometimes, I'm, you know I'm very anti-legalistic in the, but why? Because I believe in freedom. Mm-hmm. I would say that the people that are trying to restrict choice are the ones that are don't believe in freedom. Right. Okay. But that's just me. That that that's my opinion. I believe that Jesus walked that line too, where he's like, "Listen, you go and sin no more." Guess what that was? That was a command. And guess what they still had? The choice to do what? Sin no more. Yeah, they had a choice to do it or not do it. The same thing with us. And you know what? He's not he's not up there with a lightning bolt going if he does it i'm gonna kill him right now that's not how i did it in fact i, I can almost guarantee that sometime you know in the last three or four months you made a decision that probably wasn't great for the lord and guess what both of you including me mm-hmm. are are still alive right now yeah <laughs> hard to believe why do we war against those things and i think september 11th is indicative mm-hmm. of that 
culture and that mindset. Well, we're God's chosen people. We have to fight for those Christian standards and restrict the people's freedom into that choice and flow everybody into that choice. I, I firmly believe in Holy Spirit. I firmly believe that he's a lot better at convicting and doing things in people. But I also believe that man is going to choose what they value the highest. Mm-hmm. And right now, what does America love more than anything? <laughs> Money. Themselves. Mm-hmm. They just do. Which is like what Francis Chan said. He said, this generation loves their own thoughts. And God's thoughts are not your thoughts. His thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean that he's in there going, you know, bend to my will and making you a puppet. That's not what he does. Why? Because he came to give freedom. Now, you'll reap the ramifications of choosing something that is bad, but that's what I'm talking about. The Christian Nationalist Society that says that I've got to bend everybody to my will. Mm-hmm. I've got to bend everybody to my views. And it's just as corrupt as the other side that's saying that same thing. And until we're able to look at each other and go, I want you to live out your salvation with fear and trembling. I want you to live for the Lord. Here's mm-hmm. what Jesus came and died to give you. Guns are not guns. Whether you think that I should own a gun or not own a gun, we can agree to disagree. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to... I'm not going to shoot you because you don't own a gun, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to that kind of stuff. Now, obviously, there's balance to that as well. I'm, mm-hmm. not, I'm not I'm not allowing somebody to kill a baby. I don't I don't like that. I don't think that's a good thing to do. Um, and you, I love what Reagan said about that. He said, "I've noticed that people are all about not murdering themselves, and but everybody that is for abortion is alive." <laughs> I've noticed that everybody, that, that they've been born already. Mm-hmm. So um, it, you're dealing with somebody else. You're murdering somebody else when you're doing that. And I don't, I don't agree with that. But yeah. um, Trump, Biden, whatever, our battle's not against flesh and blood. And our citizenship is of another standard. So I want to make yes. sure that we talk about that. And, and uh, that's a harder subject to talk about, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because it gets a little hairy with people. A lot of people. Hairy. Hairy. Harry. <laughs> it's all about the people that don't have beards. <laughs> Just so you know. <laughs> we should we should make a law that says everybody has to have a beard. I agree. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Everybody should be uh yeah. No, Except okay. for the women. Let's not do that. <laughs> no, they don't look so good. No. All right, so the song of the week is uh fitting for this weekend. Um Alan Jackson wrote a song in response to 9-11 that sticks with me every year. I love this song. I, we're not, we don't sing it at gigs um, because it's a little depressing. Uh, but I will say that at this point, it's fitting that we're talking about this and uh, the reactions to people when it came to uh, 9-11. This is called Where Were You When the World Stopped Turning by Alan Jackson. Oh, that's a great song. On that September day Were you in the yard With your wife and children Working on some stage in L.A. Did you stand there in shock At the sight of that black smoke Rising against that blue sky Did you shout out in anger And fear for your neighbor Or did you just sit down and cry Did you weep for the children who 
lost their dear loved ones Pray for the ones who don't know Would you rejoice for the people who walked from the rubble And sob for the ones left below Did you burst out with pride for the red, white, and blue And the heroes who died just doing what they do Did you look up to heaven for some kind of answer And look at yourself and what really matters I'm just a singer of simple songs I'm not a real political man I watch CNN but I'm not sure I can tell you the difference in Iraq and Iran But I know Jesus and I talk to God and I remember this from when I was young Faith, hope, and love are some good things He gave us And the greatest is love Where were you when the world stopped turning On that September day Teaching a class full of innocent children Or driving down some cold interstate you feel guilty cause you're a survivor In a crowded room did you feel alone? Did you call up your mother and tell her you loved her? Did you dust off that Bible at home? Did you open your eyes and hope it never happened? Close your eyes and not go to sleep? Did you notice the sunset? First time in ages to speak to some stranger on the street Did you lay down at night and think of tomorrow Go out and buy you a gun Did you turn off that violent old movie you're watching And turn on I Love Lucy reruns Did you go to a church and hold hands with some strangers Stand in line and give your own blood did you just stay home and cling tight to your family? Thank God you had somebody to love. I'm just a singer of simple songs. I'm not a real political man. I watch CNN, but I'm not sure I can tell you the difference in Iraq and Iran. And I talk to God And I remember this from when I was young Faith, hope, and love are some good things He gave us And the greatest is love I'm just a singer of simple songs I'm not a real political man I watch CNN But I'm not sure I can tell you Difference in our rock and our red. But I know Jesus and I talk to God, and I remember this from when I was young. Faith, hope, and love are some good things He gave us, and the greatest is love. And the greatest is love. And the greatest is love. Where were you when the world stopped turning on that September 
It's a great song. So as always, we're having discussion even through the song. <laughs> It's a great song, by the way, Alan Jackson. Where were you in the world? Stop turning. Uh, dealing with September 11th and and uh, the tragedies that happened that that day, um, and having a, a political conversation is always dangerous in anything. So what we're not saying here, and we were talking about that, is that we don't want to subvert the Word of God or His law by accepting anything that comes in to pervert or distort those things. Yes. Okay. Um, and how Steve put it, and you could say we got those 10 commandments that we've got anything that doesn't align themselves with that. So, um, and, and not to be argumentative, but there are things culturally in the 10 commandments that I don't think that some of y'all do like the Sabbath. Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Um, uh, and some of us have a hard time with, you know, honor your father and the mother. Um, um, most, some people have a problem with, you know, not coveting the neighbor's wife. Um, but I'm saying that, what I, what I don't see is a governmental stance um, about protecting. I, I think you're absolutely right. We have to protect the innocent. There's a, there's a, a, a movement of pedophilia. Um, there's, there's people that are saying we need to or, normalize um, people that are uh, attracted to kids and that are sexually attracted mm. to kids. We need to normalize. I know there's a movement to that. Mm. Um, I just saw a video of somebody having an interview that was a counselor was talking about the fact that we need to, we need to have compassion on those that, that oh are uh, pe- um, not pedophile, but what do they call it? Um, attracted to, 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 to kids. And I forget what the name of it is. But you're right, dude. I mean, the more that we accept those things um, and not speak out about those things, the more that people seem to go and do those things. So... But how do we combat that? What is the, the, the sword of the spirit is one of those things, mm-hmm. uh, the word of God. Um, and, the, and, and I think the, the combat to those things is labeled out in the Bible on how to do those things, how to stand up against those things. And we are testaments in ourselves on how that's supposed to look. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it involves, um, you know, warring against each other on the division about you know, political activism or any of those other things. And you say, I ride the fence on those things. No, I, I have very huge views about those things, but there's places that I take those things that I think do a lot more good than trying to fight battles with people that don't agree with me on those things. Now, theologically and stuff like that, I love to fight battles. That's, that's (laughs) fun. Um, or if I'm with my family, well, I'll have a, I'll have a conversation about that stuff in, yeah. in, in Iowa. I'm going to Iowa in a couple weeks. I'm sure that I'll get, you know, an earful about my stances on some of this stuff, but, um, I don't think that it's, I don't think it's conducive to unity if I'm forcing someone to see things the way that, that I think they ought to. Um, and I believe Holy Spirit is a whole lot better job with us acting in love. Like you're talking about standing up for the innocent standing up for God's word yes. in truth and promoting the gospel. That's all loving. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm not saying we don't promote those things. That's not what I'm saying. I'm, I'm saying that we don't fight against flesh and blood and that we're not trying to be about political warring instead of warring in the spirit or warring yeah. in the heavenlies or warring on our knees to the Lord. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, giving it to God and acting the way that he's asked us to act instead of trying to conform to the pattern of the world and warring how they want us to war, which is against each other Mm -hmm. and divided. That's That's what I'm saying. Divide and conquer. Divide. Yeah. 
that this whole political party system is is all about division and trying to divide Todd and Steve and me and get us to where we are focusing on these little minor things and not really focusing on the power of God's word, the gospel. Mm-hmm. Power of God unto salvation is what the Bible says. Yes. So, all right. Thanks again for listening in. And I know some of you are out there that are like, oh my gosh, they've stepped off in the political stuff. And you may have some opinions about what you think about what we said. Listen, totally cool. If you want to email us, call us, cuss us out, all that. We're we're prepared for all that stuff. I'll send it all to Steve and let him have all that since he's the one that is wrong. Anyways, that's a joke. That is a total joke. We all know it's Todd. Anyway, so. (laughs) Todd handles it. Send it to me. Send it to me. No, you do not send it to Todd. You. Especially if you're cussing him out. Plus, if you can, put your address in there. I'll be by to visit you. (laughs) (laughs) And he believes the second amendment. All right. So anyways, I want to, we we play and we, we talk about these harder issues, not because we want to cause division, but because we want to make sure and know that every one of us, including Joanna, are brothers and sisters in Christ. And although we may not always see things eye to eye, we, we definitely respect one another enough to know that we love the Lord and we want to see we want to see America have a revival of incredible proportions. Yes. Um, and so that's our prayer. It isn't, it, our faith isn't trusted in Biden or in Trump. Pelosi, Trump, uh, oh my. Pence, DeSantis, anybody. Our trust is in the Lord. And we're going to move and operate in that trust. That's the whole point of our life in him. We're going to seek him first. So um, thanks again for, for listening um, and for all the responses that we get during the week when you do respond. Uh, I also want to thank Crossroads Community Church for sponsoring this podcast, allowing the opportunity to be in this podcast studio and do this. Uh, again, C3 Serenity Farm for borrowing yeah. a Farmer Todd for a little <laughs> bit of time when he could be out there harvesting pumpkins. Some good food. Mm. By the way, coming up, um, there's going to be a pumpkin uh, patch oh, wow. uh, fundraiser for C3 Serenity Farm. We need you guys cool. to support C3 Serenity Farm. If you want yeah. an opportunity to do some good, please listen. I say, only time you ever hear here is send money, send the cash, yes. and he will money. send you a pumpkin or maybe a prayer cloth. I don't know, whichever yeah. he wants to. I'm kidding. Whichever and then we have the most of. That's right. And then we have uh, the the insurance salesman over here with Gold Shield Insurance Agency GSIA. He gave us the number last week. Give him the number again this time. Nine zero three nine nine one four seven four two. Yeah, G S I A. G S I A. That's that's how I said it last week. Nine nine one G S I A. Anyway, so yeah, if you want some great insurance, and I can I can tell you right now, it is absolutely fantastic to have an agent that cares for you, and loves you, and wants to do what's best for you. And Steve is that agent, so make thank sure. You. And uh, well, I mean it. You and you're attractive. All right, so thank bald, you. Yeah, and he's bald. I'm he's bald. A, he's beautiful. Beautiful bald guy. And then, of course, um, the author who's not here has plenty of books on Amazon. You can go check those out. Uh, Divine Destiny is what she's promoting right now. She just recovered it, and it's a fantastic series. Check that out. Um, If you have an idea for a podcast that you'd like to hear, let me know. I know that next week we're going to be dealing with a really hairy topic of homosexuality um, and talking about um, probably a little bit about what we talked about, the normalization of uh, kid-attracted individuals and the progression Mm. from homosexuality and what Steve called the retrobate. 
uh, the reprobate mind. I like my word. Uh, I do too. It's, it's kind of cool. I, I just yeah. never heard it that way. But Rep- yes, we're going to be talking about that next week. And um, I, I want some opinions. You guys have some opinions. Let me know. You can email me at Tim at TimLetch.com. That's T-I-M at T-I-M-L-E-T-S-C-H.com. Let me know what you would like to hear us talk about. Or if you have an opinion or anything, let us know. Uh, we'll hope you join us next week. But until then. This is Todd Bergen. This is Steve Howard. Joanna's not here, so this is PT. And if no one has told you, God loves you, and so do we. We hope you have an incredible week. We'll see you next time. God bless you. Oh, sorry. It's okay. It's squealy, but it's beautiful. (laughs) Can you take that off of there? (laughs) Sorry.